Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for September 9th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I am the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21, on Instagram at ETOF21 Sports underscore for free daily horse racing picks at ETOF21 Sports underscore horse underscore horse racing for free fantasy football advice at ETOF21 Sports underscore fantasy. How is everyone doing? The NFL is here and boy, I could not be more excited. I'm going to be all over the place giving you free football winners in NFL and college. But before we get into all that, huge announcement. The podcast and the live stream and me in general, we have an official sponsor. Points bet. I've always told you guys I would never back a product that I didn't use myself and I use points bet. Points bet is a great book. If you use promo code ETOF21 on your initial deposit, there will give you a 100% match bonus. One of the best promos around. So, but this is only for your initial deposit. So, only for your initial deposit on ETOF21 on points, but 100% match bonus. Great promotion. Now, let's shift our talks to the game last night. I'll be the first to admit, I was on the Rams plus two and a half. My thought process with this, McVay, 5-0 ATS. Also the Bills, no white in the back four. Line moved three and a half points. So I was getting value on the Rams being the defending Super Bowl champions at home. Historically, people say, hey, defend the team that's raising the banner. But if you look, teams raising the banner historically haven't been that bad against the spread. I spoke at length about how my worry about the Rams this year was going to be the loss of Whitworth and how they ran 25, excuse me, 23% of the time behind him and him gone due to retirement, bringing in Notebloom, how I was worried how the offense was going to function. And oh my God, offensively, this Rams team looked dismal they only generated 52 yards rushing 243 total yards a buck 91 passing this team looked bad Stafford 29 of 41 three INTs I told everyone to play the acres unders just because of the Achilles injury and how much they ran behind Whitworth looking pretty good only had he didn't have any total yards. Three carries, zero yards, a zero factor in the passing game. Um, Coop, Cooper Cup, 15 targets, 13 receptions, but 28, you know, clear cut. I know Allen Robinson and the quote-unquote fantasy football community, which is always a big joke to me because it's basically just all these guys with followers that they pay for who know nothing. Um, we're hyping up A-Rob. A-Rob only had two targets for one reception. So, guys, all those people that are hyping up A-Rod, where you at, man? All those people that were talking trash about Acres, where you at? I tried to tell you guys, granted, it's only week one. I'm not one to do victory laps, but I put a lot of work into this stuff, um, including the Bills. You know, James Cook, you know, first touch, got a fumble, didn't play the rest of the game. Uh, I they, they need ball security from him. I expect, like I said, I think he's going to take over this backfield. You can't, for them to get where they need to get, you can't have Allen 
rushing the ball 10 times for 56 yards. This is going to become, like I said, more of a zone concept running team. I think they're going to lean on Cook a little bit. I like Cook to be the alpha dog in the backfield. But, yeah, Bills looked like the best team in the NFL. Defense didn't miss a beat. Rams are going to have to get their offensive line organized. That defense of the Rams generated, excuse me, two interceptions from Allen and one fumble from Cook, and they still lost by 21. This game, honestly, wasn't even that close. Rams, offensive line issues, Bills look in the part. So that is the Thursday night recap. For those new to the podcast, we'll always have a little bit of a Thursday night recap going into to lead into the podcast here on the Friday. And yes, the podcast is shifted over for Friday. I have had a change in my schedule, so the podcast will be coming out Friday evenings. Now, we have a great show for you tonight. Um, Brandon's going to stop by. We're going to talk a little NASCAR. Jim is going to get tell you the CFL bets to lock in. And my boy, Jason, a.k.a. Bully the Line, is going to stop by. And we are going to tell you who to bet in UFC 279. So now let's shift our attention to NASCAR. Well, we put the point of the podcast where we're going to talk some NASCAR. This week we're headed to Kansas, and who better to come on than my man Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing today, my man? Struggling from last week. Darlington did not go our way completely. We hit Eric Jones. EJ. EJ. EJ top 10. EJ, EJ top 10. Came it through. Um, I just I have to vent and take Crow when I can. Picking Elliott to win the race, finishing dead last. My apologies, everybody. That that was a rough one. A lot of playoff drivers. Kyle Busch blowing his own motor. It was uh, it was not a fun Saturday night here in the household due to the race. So no, but did you hear the quote of the race? Are you there, man? Did I lose Say that again? There is a quote of the race. By my boy, Uncle Kev. Oh, uh, I was burning up. The only reason I was burning up is because we continue to use crappy parts. And crappy ass parts. parts. Crappy ass parts. Excuse God, me. God, I love that guy. I effing love that guy, dude. Yeah. Um, so, A, what should we take about so many guys in contention for the playoffs crashing? Um, I, I think it plays for a bigger playoff format. Um, I think we're going to run into a lot of things coming up. Uh, a lot of these guys that had a cushion don't have a cushion anymore. And, um, yeah, it was very interesting. I haven't seen a NASCAR race with so many playoff drivers just doing horrible. Uh, Ross Chastain had problems. Um, it was just consistent through the night. It is a Southern 500. You never know what to expect. But, um we got a big mix up in the playoffs now. You have a non-playoff driver winning winning a race, Eric Jones. Kudos to him. But uh, it's going to be fun moving forward. And you can't have these mistakes anymore. So if you're guys like Chase or even Larson, who still rebounded, you have another mistake like that, you're outside looking in going into the final race around one. Exactly, exactly. Now we're going to be using and referencing the numbers on the new sponsor of the podcast, Points Bet. Points Bet. So let's bring it up. Um, now you mentioned my. I have two two questions for you. Question number one: We keep seeing Truex at these low odds. 
Now, we've talked previously about betting drivers that are in the playoff contention. We just had a driver not win a race that was in a playoff contention. I mean, this Truex 8-1, to it just seems low to me. It does. I think they're looking at him, especially after an Eric Jones win, of a guy that should have gotten to the playoffs, didn't get into the playoffs. Outside of the playoffs, he is a quote-unquote playoff car, playoff driver. So he definitely has the capability to win every week. And I think that's why they got him graded so low. It's a good track for him. He runs well here. And uh, he can definitely be in contention to win. One of my picks, going right below him at 775 per points bet, Mr. Larson himself, he struggled, rebounded, track like Kansas. He's good at mile and a half, likes that high line. So uh, one of my picks will absolutely be Kyle Larson to win. I mean, five races in the last seven, uh, last, since 2019, he's raced five times, one win. He's led the most amount of laps, and he's raced two less times at this place than everybody else. That just kind of shows you how dominant Kyle Larson has been. And Kyle Larson at plus 775 is definitely going to be on my card, too. I'm tailing you on that one. Yep. My next one is I'm going to Mr. My man, Kevin Harvick, 16 to 1. By, um, since 2019, seven races, he's got four top fives. He has led the third most laps during that time. Um, you know, I like you said, I think this is one of his last go arounds. I think we're going to see him go balls to the wall. I think we're going to see him push out all the stops. Historically, he's statistically, he's done the best at this track out of all the guys. You know what? I'm getting him at 16 to 1. I got to lock that bad boy in. I like it, especially after the comments he made. If NASCAR wants to give him a little bit extra, they're going to this week just to keep him quiet. I like it. like that pick. So we got to scroll down just a little bit further to get my number two pick in the view. Mr. Alex Bowman sitting at 30 to 1. He has six top 11s or six top 11 results in mile and a halfs. In his last nine tries, he also won Vegas, which Kansas run, runs like Vegas, in March. He's in a slump right now. But if you look at those stats based off a of mile and a half, comparing Vegas to Kansas, tire issues galore, so we have no clue what's about to go into this race. But at 30-1, to 1, a man that has six top 11s in his last nine tries, I'm going Alex Bowman at 30-1. to 1. Yeah, you definitely got to respect that. Um, my next one, a little bit up, you know, I'm going Logano. I kind of just feel Logano's just kind of getting overlooked and all this stuff. He's, you know, he's been one of those guys. He's just consistent race after race after race. He was doing good at Darlington last week. Then he started to have a little issues. I know we're on him again last week. We're on Harvick again last week too, but these are just two guys I feel in the betting market are getting overlooked. You know, he's got last seven races. He does have one win there. He's, he's led five and a Five percent of the laps. I think Logano is at an inflated number here, and he's, you know, getting overlooked by like a Truex, a Hamlin, a Blaney, a Byron. Um, eighteen to one, I'm all over Logano. I, I like it. I mean, I'm not locking in many this week. Those are my two. I'm going to back you on the Harvick as well, so that puts three in for me. Um, um, I have one more. I need to go down. Do you have any more? Other any other ones or no? A sneaky pick right now at 30 to 1 is is Daniel Suarez based off of how he ran, but he's pretty pissed off with Christopher Bell. 
and said he owes him one. Doesn't know when it's going to come, how it's going to come, but he's absolutely going to make it succeed. So I don't want to touch Bell or Suarez based off of that, even though the odds look good. So mine is right here, Totson. Where are we at? I am going all the way down. Two to one plus 200, Brad Kozlowski. I mean, it's just real simple. He's got the fourth best statistical stuff at the track. Last seven races, four, you know, four top tens. Half the time he's raced here, he's finished in the top ten. I know it's been a disaster this season, but statistically he's done well here. I'm getting plus money. I like him to finish in the top ten. He's going to need to finish the season strong in order to continue what he's trying to do, um, you know, being the main guy at uh, in the six car. If he doesn't do good here, I think I think we could see his era in as a racer be gone and him just kind of, you know what I mean, just kind of be off in the in the yeah in the dust, if you will. So I'm going to add one, uh, mainly because of points bets odds here. Chris Busher is six to one for top ten. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We're the man's that. run consistent all year. Don't know his track history, so I'm not going to speak to something I don't know. But per points bets odds at six to one, I'm going to grab Chris Busher for a top ten. Yeah, I'm I love that. Busher's, you know, average finish in seven races, seventeen point six. Um, you know, he's outside that top ten. But if you have any incidents like you had in Darlington that he's not involved in. That's that's a nice little grab right there. And you can tell the, these sites know what they're doing. Eric Jones at plus 125. Eric Jones going into last week was probably five or six to one, but he won, so he moves up a little bit. Chris Busher hasn't won. He hasn't had a top five recently. So that's six to one odds. I understand why it's there, but I, I like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna add Chris Busher six to one right on the spot. Yeah, that's a great price as a top ten. Um yeah. You know, let's check out some of these props just for oh, man, winning manufacturer. I'm not going to do one of these. Let's see if they have any props posted yet. Head to heads, they do not. So that is it for the bets today. Just to recap, Brandon and I are both on Larson at plus seven seventy-five. I'm on Harvick plus sixteen hundred. Logano plus 1800 um, and Brad K plus 200 to finish top 10. Brandon is on Bowman plus 30, 30 to one. And he is on Busher six to one top 10. Brandon, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online? Boston Boy 83, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. Hi, my man. Um, thanks for j- hopping on. You know, give Brandon a follow. And, you know, real quick, big game this weekend. Starting off the year. Give it to me. What's your score prediction? Miami hosting the New England Patriots. Miami hosting New England. Ah, Miami's favored. New England doesn't play well down there. It's Sunday, 1 o'clock. It's going to be hot. I'm taking the Pats, of course, 24-17 New England. Okay. Ah, I like it. I like it. 
Thanks for stopping by, Brandon. Let's make some money, my friend. Cash him in. Guys, make sure you give Brandon a follow. He knows his stuff. His iRacing is going. Make sure you follow his Twitch. You can watch him iRacing. Great guy. Diehard Patriots fan. Knows his Patriots football. He'll be on during the NFL season talking some Patriots. Now we're going to switch our attention over to football, but that's football north of the border with some CFL with the man, the myth, the legend, XFL Jim. What is up? We have reached the part of the contest where the person who gave out Gabe Davis first first score in the touchdown, 10 to 1, is going to make an appearance here and talk a little CFL. He was an internet hit on the ETOF 2 and Sports Show last Tuesday. The man, the myth, the legend, XFL Jim. How you doing today, my man? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited. I'm ready to go on the road tomorrow. Head up to Kansas City to eventually slide over to Manhattan, Kansas for that K-State Missouri game. And before you know it, Duke, Kansas, coming up. Coming up, man. So excited, dude. I am so excited. Those who don't know, Jim and I are going to be live streaming that game on YouTube and Twitch. It's going to be going all over social media. There'll be alcohol consumption, food eating. You have to consume alcohol if you're watching Duke, Kansas. You know, just, you know, we'll have, we'll have some special guests. Um, I may have DM'd a professional tennis player, top 100 in the nation, see if they want to come on. So, uh, yeah, it should be a good time. But we're not here to talk about the football, the college football game of the year. We're here to talk a little bit about the CFL. Um, last week... Ottawa defeated Montreal 38-24. to Winnipeg beat uh, the Rough Riders 20-18. Crazy game. Last, like, last second field goal to make that win for Winnipeg. Four total points scored in the fourth quarter. Four total points in the second half. Toronto demolished Hamilton 28-8. And uh, Calgary defeated the Elks. 26 to 18. Elks covered though. Good teams Elks covered. Win. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Now we're going to be using uh the lines over on points bet. Points bet the new sponsor of the ETOF21 podcast. So let's pull these bad boys up here. Um, we are looking at the BC Lions laying three and a half on the road against Montreal. Um, over oh. under here is 53 and a half. A little bit of interesting. No, no Nathan Rourke, correct? No Nathan Rourke. Um, I'm interested to see who BC has at quarterback. I, I don't know if Vernon Adams is available to play this week or if he has to wait another week and play next week. If he's available, that's a definite upgrade. Otherwise, BC is still like on a fade list for me. And it's kind of hard to be. For them to be this number on the road, road favorites wild, you know, just a road favorite when you have so many questions at quarterback, and it's not like Montreal is completely what's the word inept at the position at as a football team. The thing with Montreal is they are maybe the most unpredictable team in any of the football leagues. They could turn around like they—they're the only team that's beaten Winnipeg. They are the only team that has beaten the Bombers this year. But guess what? They lost to Ottawa last week. Maybe one of the worst teams in the league. Has there been a bigger disappointment than Ottawa? Uh, you could argue Edmonton. Okay. Uh, I would actually, Hamilton. 
Hamilton, 100%, has been a way bigger disappointment than Ottawa. If you look at the standings, Ottawa, still alive for the East. Technically, somehow, still alive. Really. It's because it's because the the CFL the East Division is just insane. It they eat each other up. It's crazy. It is it is absolutely bananas. Um, I feel like I got to play Montreal here. I'm I'm on Montreal plus the three and a half. I'm on Montreal money line. Montreal, I like it. I like it. Uh, next game we talked about them. We got the Toronto Argonauts, another small road favorite, laying one and a half against the Ottawa Redbacks over under 47 and a half. Before we go into that over under here on the BC game, 52 and a half. That's too many points. Give me the under. Um, here we have the over under of 47 and a half. You know how I feel about road favorites, my man. Well, I, I, I like, yes, yes. But with how low this is, cause you know, there are two teams in the CFL with, extremely long active home losing streaks. That's true. Ottawa, I don't think has won a game at home in like a year and a half, like since mid last year. That means they're due. I mean, you can say that you can say that, but they've been really, really bad at home. I'm on Toronto. You're if this was like, if this was like plus three and a half, if this was plus four, I'd be all over Ottawa to cover the spread because they do play with heart. And I believe they are undefeated since Nick Arbuckle got the starting job. Uh, so they're just 2-0 and with him. That's all that means. But this is a very, very important game for the East Division. Uh, if Toronto wins this, they basically cement themselves as the top team. They're already the team to beat in the East. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, like, he brings it out when he needs to. I like Toronto. And this is just a brain play of fade Ottawa when they're at home. Next game. I'm also on the over. I'm on the over in this. You're game. on the over. On the over. Okay. So over 47 and a half in Toronto minus a point and a half. Um, next game we are going to Saskatchewan. Little rematch. Banjo Bowl. The Blue Bombers. Uh, Saskatchewan getting seven and a half over under 44 and a half. Um. Yeah, I don't know here, man. Like, give me the Riders plus seven and a half. The Bombers, they've been playing some like the last four weeks. They've been letting teams hang around. They haven't been playing the the brand of football that they started out with. Their run game has gotten worse, and they just can't put these teams away. Their defense is still really good. Both these defenses are phenomenal. So I like the under, even even that low of a total. I like the under, and I like the Riders to cover. Okay. I mean, there was, what was it? Four points scored in that second. Yeah, that's, I mean, Zach Kolaros has been looking a little off. That defensive line for Saskatchewan is still good, even without the dirtiest player in the CFL, Mr. Marino, out. He's he's off the team. He got booted. But uh, the Saskatchewan defense is still great. And Cody Fajardo could maybe string something together. But even if he doesn't, like this, this Rough Riders team is still good enough to be competitive. I mean, have they really blown anyone out? I'm trying to remember back. Um, Winnipeg. Winnipeg's blown a few teams out, like we. Yeah. One by two the week before. Then had a bye. They blew up BC. Lost by three. 
Oh, they beat the the last the fourth of August. They won by fifteen against Montreal. Then the last week, they then the following week, they proceeded to lose to them. Since that loss, like Winnipeg has not been the same. Um. Now, the last game on the docket of the triple header on Saturday. I was gonna. What do we think about the triple header on Saturday? Dude, I like it. You're like, going to be seeing a lot more of this because uh, they don't want to go up against the NFL for good reason. They don't. But they, they'll go up against college, though? You really don't have a choice. You got to go one or the other. Yeah, that's true. And, I, and, like, I if I'm them, I'm going up against college more than the NFL. Yeah, that's true. It's tough. Because college but, is a little different. I mean, there's people like you that watch every game because this is how we make our money. But then there's also – but then the, the majority of the people – are loyal people and yeah. they'll watch like the Bama game or the Texas game, you know? So, um, Ooh, geez. Again, with these crazy spreads, another road heavy favorite. That's insane, dude. 10. It's a lot. It's a lot. Edmonton also similar to Ottawa. Terrible at home. I don't think Edmonton has. So technically the Elks haven't won at home since 2019. Uh, the longest active home losing streak. They're bad. They're bad at home, but they play with heart, and they're gonna. I think they're gonna cover the spread. I'm on the plus ten, and I'm on the over. Yeah, Taylor Cornelius has that dog in him, dude. You, 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 you like the dog. You like the dog. The um, issue is Edmonton's so injured. I think like three, like two or three of their top wide receivers are injured. It's it's nuts. What if I look to do something like this? Boom. Start a parlay. Boom. 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 I mean, dude, just take I hate it. Dogs. I hate it. You hate it? Yeah, because Ottawa and Edmonton aren't going to win at home. Edmonton and Edmonton aren't going to win at home. Okay. All right. Like, I believe in the Rough Riders. I might sprinkle a little on the Rough Riders. But, All right, so let's go over here. Let's build a parlay for the people because I have people tell me they want parlays. So Jim and I are going to build a parlay. We're going to build. If you a- want the underdog money line parlay, it's the Alouettes and the Riders. Well, let, let's let's build a parlay. Let's build a three. Okay. Let's build a three leg parlay. Okay. So you want a three or you want every game action? No, no, just just three legs. I like the okay. three and a half here. Love the three and a half. All right, so leg one, we're going Montreal plus three and a half. Leg two. Um, I mean, I feel this, I feel with the questions at quarterback, we really can't play the 53 and a half. No, I wouldn't touch that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't but touch that. I, and, and the flip side with that Montreal is so unpredictable. We can't play the under 53 and a half. Yeah. Can't don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't like that total whatsoever. Uh, um, so let's go down here. We have disagreement here, so we won't play that. Anything on the side. Uh, I like the over. Okay. All right. I like the over two. So let's put that in there. I like the seven and a half here. I like the seven and a half quite a bit. There it is. Plus five twenty eight. Do you want to hear my risky one? I got I got a little bit of a riskier one. Three legs. Oh okay. A little bit of a riskier one. Here we go. Let's see what we got here. Okay. Give me the alouettes on the money line. All right, Montreal on the money line, plus 136. Give me Saskatchewan on the money line. 
plus 250. Give me the Elks to cover. Cover the Ted. Oh, dude, a nice little 14 to 1 parlayer. Mm. A nice little 14 to 1 parlayer. Give it to me, hey, baby. That's pretty flipping juicy, dude. That is pretty flipping juicy. You got to love that, dude. I'm feeling myself right now. So just to review, Jim's parlay is Montreal plus 136, Saskatchewan plus 250, and the Elks plus the 10. My parlay, well, Jim and I's parlay was the Alouettes plus three and a half, Ottawa and uh, Toronto over 47 and a half, and Saskatchewan plus the seven and a half. Jim is on Montreal plus three and a half, Toronto minus one and a half, and the over 47 and a half. He is on Saskatchewan plus seven and a half, the yep. over 44 and a half, and the Elks. Under, under 44 and a half. Under 44 and a half in the Rough Rider Blue Bombers game. And he is on the Elks plus the 10 and the over 49 and a half. Yes, sir. There we go. Jim, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at XFL Jim. Find me on YouTube at XFL Jim. I'm all over. I'm 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 all over the place. I have a great time. I got a lot going on. I'm watching movies. I'm watching a lot of football. My hashtag Garage Certified Series is back. Living life is good. Is Uncle Rico Garage Certified yet? Oh, you've been Garage Certified. Yes. Yes, I feel like I'm at the cool kids table. Jim, thanks for stopping by. Congratulations on calling the game that Gabe gave us first touchdown uh, machine. And let's cash some CFL tickets this weekend, my let's friend. do it. Guys, make sure you give Jim a follow at XFL Jim on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Subscribe to his YouTube. Him and I, like we talked about, will be going live during the Kansas and Duke football game. Also, phenomenal guest on the ETOF 2-1 Sports Show, which comes out every Tuesday night. Now, let's shift our attention over to UFC. We've reached the time of the podcast. We're going to talk a little UFC 279. And Jason, a.k.a. Bully the Line, is on. Jason, how you doing, my man? Hey, thanks, Eric, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You know, so we're recording this on Friday afternoon, and we got some big news happening right now. Uh, Jason, what can you tell us about the weight situation. And I, you know what? I can't pronounce names at all, but the main <laughs> event, he has made weight. Yeah. Kamez other- Shabanov uh, looks like, uh, it's, it looks like this fight's off. I mean, that's what the Twitter sphere is kind of reporting. Uh, they didn't make weight. Diaz is kind of on the way out uh, when it comes to the UFC. This, this has just been a nightmare for UFC overall. They didn't have a press conference that was canceled by Dana White. There was fighting between the camps, like legit fighting. That's why they, you know, usually, you know, they have to cancel a UFC, you know, I heard it press was, conference. There's some yeah. stuff going on. I heard it was the Holland camp that got into it. Oh, with, okay. With, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Shaman. With, Sh- uh, Shamanov, yeah. Shamanov. And then the Diaz camp spilled into it. That's right. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, that is correct. Yep. I remember reading that. That is correct. Dave Mason, who does everything for Bet Online, tweeted out that tweeted out a Tony Ferguson Nate Diaz um, line. Do you feel that if Nate, if 
if the main event is off, do you feel like we're going to see Diaz fight Ferguson instead? I, I don't know, man. That that's. I mean, I know he is in the co-main event. I mean, he does have already has an opponent there in uh, Lee Jang Lang, and I don't. I've never really uh, seen this kind of you thing kind of in UFC before, so I have. I have absolutely no idea, man. This is all kind of like a toss-up. Like, like absolutely absurd. And you see these pictures. This guy's kind of like Shauna is just kind of throwing up his throwing up his arms. You missed it by ten pounds, dude. <laughs> Oh. He, yeah, he wants out. Uh, he wants out of UFC. He wants his, his contracts coming to an end. Uh, no, not, this is, this, not yeah, the other guy. The other guy who was supposed yeah, to fight. Yeah, by um, ten pounds. This is absolutely. Yeah, this is amazing to me. Like what? What? What's going on right now in UFC is like WWE stuff, man. Yeah, and um, I was. I'm just trying to see here. Um, and yeah, there's not. I mean, as of right now, Bovada, there is no line. On not seeing a line right now on Her, that fight. Aaron Broadster on Twitter, MMA reporter for TSN Sports and the TSN Edge contributor. He tweeted out that these, I'm looking over his timeline and everything, that Diaz holds all, all the cards because if Kamazanet misses weight. Oh, wow. Wait, the ball is entirely in his court, according to multiple reports. He has a sunset clause in his contract reporting. Also, on Aaron's timeline, I'm told that Rodriguez, who was supposed to fight Holland, yes. has been offered a fight against Lin G. Oh, so okay. Gotcha. Now, yeah. So it looks like there's going to be, <laughs> it looks like this card. From how I'm understanding it now, they'll have yep. Holland fight Shamanaz, Diaz fight Ferguson, and then Lin G fight Rodriguez. This is just totally up. In yeah, the this is crazy. Yeah, this is crazy, man. Like, yeah, that that was basically all of my picks um, <laughs> that I had. Uh, you know, but let's move through your picks. Let's just assume okay. like everything's going to stay the same, and uh, you know, let's just. Uh, Let's just kind of go through what what we're betting because you know I I have a pick in one of this in one of this mess too. So why don't you give us your 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 two bets? Yeah, I mean, uh, starting off, you know, in the early prelims, I'm going with uh, first fight. I'm going to be you know definitely got to bet in Jake Collier versus Chris Barnett. This is an early prelim, two big boy fights, man. Uh, both of these guys over you know 230 pounds. Jake Jake Collier over 230 pounds. Chris Barnett 265 pounds. Uh, Jake Collier with a three-inch uh, reach advantage on Barnett. Man, I'm going with Collier inside the distance, plus 105. Um, he's a big-time striker, and and this is a guy that can easily knock out Barnett on the. I think I think he's just a, one of the, just the bigger boys uh, that can easily knock out Barnett, who's got pretty much kind of a weak chin. Lost uh, to his last opponent Boudet uh, by knockout too as well. So. I like Jake Collier here, man, plus 105 inside the distance. I don't see this fight going to a decision or anything like that. This is going to be easily a knockout, and I like Collier uh, here for the knockout. I like, I love it. I love it when you're able to play those props. That's why we like playing UFC because you can get in the distance, over-unders, how the fight's going to end. I absolutely love betting UFC mainly because of that. Uh, what's your next play? Yeah, I um, and this is and this is moving into the you know main card. That's all shuffling. 
uh, shuffling up. But I had Kevin Holland and uh, Daniel Rodriguez. I had Holland by knockout TKO or DQ. And, uh, you know, the big thing with this fight is, um, you know, Kevin Holland has a seven-inch reach advantage on Daniel Rodriguez. Also, three inches taller than Rodriguez. Uh, 29 years old. Rodriguez, 35 years old. Uh, and, and Kevin Holland already has four wins by knockout. I love Holland here, plus 190, man, by TKO, knockout, or DQ. I just think he's going to get the best of uh, Daniel Rodriguez uh, just by the, the height advantage and the also the weight advantage and the height advantage. And he just knocks people out. That's one of the things that Kevin Holland does, and I think he'll do it here. If he, if he does fight Rodriguez, uh, who knows <laughs> with everything kind of switching up? Who knows now? So, uh, a complete thing. I mean, I'm looking at this thing right now. I mean, content, I, sports, law, they're, they're tweeting stuff out. I mean, this thing is like, <laughs> stuff is just, just, stuff is just moving right now. Yeah, it's crazy that we started this and all this is starting to kind of like happen right on the fly, breaking news sort of deal. Because uh, I see no lines on any of the fights. I think you're right. Like you just talked about, all these lines are gone. Who knows what they're going to spit out. So this might be hopping on the Twitter machine and seeing what, what kind of spots out later on. Um, John Nash is saying that Diaz does not have a sunset clause. His contract is from 2016 before UFC introduced them. Diaz's team is claiming that there's a termination date in October based on total extensions. So it looks like they'd have to give Diaz a new extension. If I'm understanding all this, right. If the fight doesn't happen, (laughs) um, like Jesus. dude. So anyway, like, I took Holland, but I took Holland plus 300 by decision. Okay. The process is this, you know, like you mentioned Holland's seven, seven inch reach advantage. Rodriguez isn't a grappler. He likes to throw hands. That's what Holland likes to do. Um, I think this is just going to be a, a boxing fight. I think with Holland, like you said, or having the seven inch reach advantage, he's going to be able to keep Rodriguez at distance. He's just going to be able to outstrike him to get the decision victory in my in my eyes i i think rodriguez will do enough to uh avoid avoid that power punch yeah awesome what is uh what is your next one yeah i had uh lee jang lang uh which is my other pick i had him also winning by tko ko or dq against tony ferguson uh lee's uh has eight wins versus knockout so he knows he wants this fight to be on his feet he's going to be punching away uh, and I think that's something that he can take advantage of. Uh, Tony Ferguson got knocked out uh, last fight versus Michael Chandler. So obviously we know his uh, as a vulnerable chin. And I think that's something that Jang Lang can take advantage of. So I like the price there. Lee by the knockout TKO or DQ plus 105 if those two end up fighting. Obviously probably won't have them. But, but I, like, I, like, I like Lee Lang uh, with a knockout. Dude, this is just like I I don't remember. This is like WWE stuff right now that's going on. This is um, crazy, man. What uh, what is your next play? Yeah, and then I, I did have uh, in the main event Diaz Shamanev. Uh, I had that fight going over three full rounds. I think that you know I think this fight I, thought, I, thought, I don't think this fight is I think it's, I think it's just going to be I, I thought from the beginning it's going to be a sloppy fight. Diaz, uh, you know, kind of on the way out as well. I had it going over three rounds plus 185. I thought that was some value. I thought I thought I think it would at least go, you know, four or five rounds, maybe to a decision. Um, just just the way everything was kind of just falling in place with the UFC, man. I didn't think it would be any sort of short knockout, 
sloppy go the kind of distance. So I had over three full rounds for 185. It was my other play. Um, my next play, I'm going to the undercard. I'm taking Reed via decision plus 240. She's desperate for a win following her loss to Corey McKenzie. I know Martinez is 7-0, but she hasn't fought in three years, and we all know ring rust is real. I feel with Reed needing a win, she'll do enough to grind out the decision. In these lower-level women's fights, I love taking the underdog to win via decision. Just absolutely love that angle. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you haven't been in the ring, you know, three years, uh, definitely will show. And and what price you got that at? What did you, you say that was? Plus 240. 240, okay. And that was, you said that was by decision, you say? By decision, correct. Decision, okay. Uh, what Now, you have a juicy parlay. Lay it on me, my man. Yeah, uh, not the juiciest of all, but I did have uh, kind of a – Three team, well, three three fighter parlay had Holland, Shamanev, and Collier minus one hundred one. So at one hundred, you win ninety nine. I think all well at, at, before all this kind of happened, I thought all three could easily win and you know almost get it at an even price. Uh, that was something that I liked. So uh, we'll definitely see on this new card, man, and just kind of see how it shakes out. Um, I think if uh, Kevin Holland and Tony Ferguson fight might might actually be a pretty good fight, and and. Lang and Rodriguez, I would kind of favor Lang. So, you know, we'll see. Okay, let, let's do this. Okay, let's <laughs> now let's do the hypothetical for hypercut. Excuse me, hypothetical for the people. Uh, let's say Diaz fights Ferguson. Who you got? Let's see here. Oh. No, if they change it to Diaz. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see Ferguson. Three wins by the KKO. Oh, but Diaz, I, I, I think. I think Diaz. Diaz. Wins I mean, like, Diaz, well, geez, Ferguson's chin's really weak. I would say, what I would do is I'd look for value. If I saw Diaz by a TKO, 300 or north, I'd take it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's tough, man. I, I would maybe go with, uh, these are both old fighters too, man. Um One's thirty-eight, one's thirty-seven. Very similar, man. Yeah, that's yeah. Any sort of any sort of plus value, man. I would take, man. Maybe a Tony Ferguson, man. Yeah. Uh, plus the money, maybe. I mean, that's, that's I, yeah. I don't know. What about Holland versus uh, shut? I can't even say his name. Shamanov. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would go Shamanov. I, I think it's a real good fight. I would. Um, I would I'd, go Shamanov too. Yeah. Now, let's say the uh, guy that would leave Rodriguez against uh, Jin Lee. I go Jin Lee. Yeah, I do. I like Jin Lee, man. I like him a lot, man. He's a good striker. Can knock someone out. Uh, so I, I would take Jin Lee. Uh, Jason, dude, we got some late breaking news. It's always fun <laughs> we got late breaking news on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for stopping by, man. Yeah, and, man. Uh, when you tell everybody where they can find you on social media and uh, what you have going on this week. Yeah, man. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Boy the Line. I post some plays on there. Um, but yeah, go and give me a, give me a follow. Check me out, and hopefully we can win some money. So, guys, give uh, Jason a follow at Boy the Line on Twitter and Instagram. We will talk soon, my friend. All right, thanks again for having me, Eric. Have a good weekend. You too, my man. Guys, make sure you give Jason a follow. Great guy at Boy the Line. That will do it for this week's podcast. If you are looking for a great sports book 
to deposit money in and start betting and a first time user download the points bet app use promo code etof21 and receive a hundred percent match bonus i'd like to thank everyone for tuning in i'd like to thank this week's desk at bully the line talking a little ufc at xfl gym talking some cfl and at boston boy 83 talking some nascar i will be back this friday night on btv talking college football saturday morning with my boy xfl jim giving you a preview of the college football slate sunday morning on btv fourth and inches previewing the nfl games and the etof 21 sports show is back live this tuesday night on youtube and twitch with special guest gino bacala talking a little nfl until then boys and girls